When we started VR Church back in 2016, for the longest time we met at 7 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. And actually, we still do. But we started hearing from the community who said, Pastor, we love VR Church, but it's midnight. It's 1 a.m. Can we have a church service for those of us in Europe? Man, that's such a great idea. This is that story of how we started VR Church Europe. I met a gentleman from Germany named Pastor Bismick. He was a youth pastor. He was studying to get his doctorate. And he is the lead singer of a heavy metal band. This is that story. Welcome back, everyone. It's so good to see you guys, wherever you are, whatever part of the world you are from. Hope you are doing well. Again, my name is DJ Soto, the pastor of VR MMO Church. We are a church that exists entirely in the metaverse. Excited to have season one, episode four today. And I've got Pastor Bismick here. We'll talk to him in just a second. But our co-host, Alice, what's up? How are you doing today? Good to see you. Hello, I am well. How are you? Doing pretty good. How is the UK getting ready for Christmas? All of that stuff. Anything going yes. on over there? Well, not much going on apart from getting a little bit colder, wetter, and that's all about it. <laughs> now, forgive my ignorance. This is Cornwall, right? Is that correct? That's the part of the world you're from? Yeah, I hail from Cornwall. Well, just outside of Cornwall, I live now. And is there? does it it's snow me. there in Cornwall? Not really. The air is too salty. Ah, interesting. So no snow. Oh, wow. Not really. Wow. And so Alice is here. She is a co-host for the podcast. And Coldus is actually one of our uh, co-hosts as well. But he's not here today. He feels sick. He's got the flu or something's going on with him. So Coldus, I hope you feel better um, over there in Spain. But we also have one of our other pastors here. Not Pastor Bismick. He's coming in just a second. Pastor Alina has been out uh, Pastor Lena, how are you doing? Good to see you. Thank you. I'm doing really well. Um, thank you very much. It's been a little while. I've been out, a little broken leg issue, but on the mend. And um, we're ready for Christmas. We have snow, which is actually quite unusual for us, but it's been snowing these last couple of days. So that's exciting. Yeah, um, I was going to yeah. say, you've been out because of got a major injury there. Yeah. And how, how's the recovery going with the broken leg? It's finally getting really exciting because I'm finally getting to put some weight on it. I'm even doing a little walking oh, wow. just with one crutch. So that's um, really good. I've got hopes of the next two to three weeks maximum um, walking on my own again. And then I'll be. Wow. Yeah. It won't be so too good. long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so and, good to see you. It's been a long time since we've got to video chat in a while, but uh, thank you for uh, coming back to the podcast, and I'm sure we'll see you from here on out. And today's guest, Pastor Bismick, all the way from Germany. What's up, my friend? How are you? Hello. <clears throat> well, I'm fine. Um, had tough weeks <laughs> behind me, and uh, now I'm ready to join the Christmas season, and it's a beautiful season in Germany. We have much of preparation. We have much of tradition uh, regarding um, yeah, the coming of Christmas, and especially in the country I live in, in Bavaria. And yeah, I'm very looking forward to this time with snow and candles and stuff. Uh, I prepared myself, as you can see behind me already, 
and you got um, some Christmas yeah. decoration decorations back there. Yeah, some decorations. Yeah, don't look too close, so you may find some, may find some, may find some other things. But um, uh, yeah, this is my Christmas de- decoration for this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, we'll talk about your busy weeks in a little bit, uh, working on that doctorate degree. Uh, Dr. Bismick, doctor, you know, we'll have a, not, a, not a fun name for you. Yeah, yeah, not yet. Yeah, I got you. All right. Well, we'll be right back with Pastor Bismick and the crew after a word from our sponsors. If you find your faith community's online presence too confusing and time-consuming to manage alone, look no further than Digivangelism. Digi helps progressive leaders of spiritual communities share hope, healing, and light online through digital ministry consulting, website building, and education. They also have a new digital ministry training hub where you can access exclusive workshops, screen share walkthroughs of various online platforms, their entire digital communications review course, and space to ask experts questions for future videos. Visit digivangelism.org for a $7 all-access trial of the training hub and see how Digi can help you better share hope, healing, and light online. The pandemic has catapulted the church into a forward-thinking ministry. Ten years ago, churches were pondering whether they should have a YouTube page. Now, almost every church on the planet is live-streaming via YouTube. The church is once again at the precipice of a new technological wave called blockchain. Blockchain is the underlying technology for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all other forms of digital currency. Millennials and Gen Z are adopting blockchain tech for everyday life. From investing, buying real estate, and even receiving payments for services. According to a report by Morning Consult, 57% of all crypto adopters are millennials and 13% are Gen Z. In light of these questions, churchblock.io was created to provide answers. Churchblock is a customized solution for ministry leaders seeking answers and opportunities in this paradigm shift. Email info at churchblock.io for a free consultation or visit churchblock.io to learn more. Welcome back, everyone. The Future of the Church is the Metaverse podcast. We have our co-hosts, Alice and Alina, and we have our special guest, guest Pastor Bismick, all the way from Germany. And we're, we just want to jump right into your story, Pastor Bismick. There are our listeners that are listening to this podcast who are curious about the Metaverse Church, uh, what it's all about. And we want to talk about what your experience has been as a pastor of a church in virtual reality, a Metaverse church. Get your take on it. What are your thoughts? What have you experienced? What are the pros? What are the cons? You know, all that stuff. We'll get to that in a minute. But I would love to learn more about, like, you know, where you came from, you know, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? A little bit about, about your faith journey. And then we'll get into the VR church stuff soon enough. So, uh, Pastor Bismick, feel free to uh, let us know a little bit about who you are. Thank you. I think it's um, important to answer some of these questions because uh, those questions already occur when uh, people have may have heard uh, the first song uh, of this very podcast. So uh, how does this go go together? How has my journey been to um, uh, has, how has my journey been um, until this very uh, very uh, date? So um, I grew up in a in a, uh, in a Christian family, a traditional Christian family, um, but uh, in, in my teenage years knew that I have to find my own uh, connection with God, I even have to find my own faith. So therefore I started my journey and uh, found some people, uh, some of my age, I was 17 years old, people of my age, they, could, they told me of a Jesus. Uh, it was during a Christ, uh, Christian camp 
And they told me about a Jesus I haven't heard before. Uh, Jesus that is talking my language that um, was brought to me by people uh, having my style, my culture, uh, my my subculture. And told me that Jesus is not against um, youth culture in general or something like this. But he is... He came like like in Christmas. He came not only to the, into this world, but he also wants to come into my very world, um, in and to speak my language, my cultural language, my subcultural youth language is what was one of those very important parts. And those people, those uh, friends of mine, they showed me this Jesus, and I said, okay, then let's give this a try. And I prayed my first prayers, um, guess, um, walked my first steps, and soon I got into a Christian. A Christian youth movement, evangelical Christian youth movement. It was called Jesus Freaks. Um, I think you could mix this up with some uh, American, US American Jesus Freaks. Now, it's a very German movement starting in Hamburg in the punk scene, um, in very um, hard parts, or not hard parts, in very um, crit critical parts of Hamburg, uh, Germany. And then um, grew into some uh, church movement uh, during the 90s and 2000s. And in the 2000s, 2000s um, I connected with uh, the Jesus Freaks. I went to the church meetings, and um, and uh, it was such a such an interesting world because in the connection, in the gathering, in the gathering of those uh, of those people, I. Uh, surely uh, met God in a very, very different way. Because before that, uh, before that, it was like me and Jesus, and yeah, that's okay. Um, but it was a, a huge step for me to be within, connected with a church uh, where I meet with people I like, where I meet with people I do not like, um, where we connect together, where we fight, <laughs> uh, where we um, talk about theology, where we educate each other in love. And where I found out many, many of those things I knew today. I'm so thankful for this time. Especially I found out <laughs> through, through some friends about the Holy Spirit. This was, I think, the scariest uh, thing at the beginning. To find out um, that prayer could mean that something happens. That, that even some, some things in my feelings, in my very own inner existential feelings happen. In a way that I get touched like um, that, that, that a teenager like me get touched by the Holy Spirit like um, monks in monasteries um, praying 20 years or something like this. This is, I think, one of the beautiful scandals um, uh, this gospel has. It is not for, it is also for those people um, that are very well educated, but it's also uh, for those for those teenagers walking their first steps with God, having no idea about mystical God, the mystical being, Aristoteles and Plato or something like this. No, no idea. Just what prayer and just this, this feeling getting connected with, with, with eternity. And this is what I, what I experienced there. And that got me to, okay, this, this faith is not just like, okay, we pray together and then amen and goodbye. This faith has so much to do with, with a different worldview with something that really is about this very touchable world. So I found out that the, 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 that Christianity um, is so much connected into this world, that the kingdom of God is so much connected into this world. We have to share it. We have to bring it. And therefore, we should be enforced to do so. And this is why it was so good, in the beginning so scary, but afterwards so good for me to meet the Holy Spirit. So to see, ah, okay, in this power, in this power, it's possible Okay, but because when this power is 
somehow connectable with me. Then I then I get this. Then I then I got this. And then I'm able to pray. Then I'm able to to speak the right words, even if I'm not theologically theologically uh, educated uh, as I was as a teenager. Um, I am able to speak uh, with with people about God. So mm. um, through this through this very 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 power that Jesus gave us. And um, and yeah, this was this was uh, uh, not only the first steps. These are my steps until right now. So I'm now connected wow. uh, with Virtual Reality Church. I am also connected with my uh, regional um, Christian, uh, uh, with a regional Christian connection uh, with uh, also with a, a charismatic church called the Zion uh, Zion Church in Nuremberg, um, and um, yeah. So this, this, those are maybe some very important things. First of all, meeting Jesus within my world through mm. people speaking my language. Um, the second is uh, being connected with people that love God, that love to build up his kingdom, and then to get to know that this kingdom is, mm, is, is, uh, wants to break through every day in every moment um, right now, right here in our, mm. in our working places. So, and it is able to do so through the Holy Spirit. And it's our, it's our decision um, to let him flow or to let this world overflow us. Yeah. And uh, this is a process um, I have, uh, I think we all go through hopefully. Um, and what, where I experienced that church is so, so important to get me in, to get me and to keep me into this flow, to um, be reminded, to be reminded, Hey, I want to you you seem to be stressed and yeah it's okay to be stressed but uh have you have your prayer time on a daily basis did you did you do that not on not on a, on pressure but on hey, it's good for you and if they if i have friends in church they should remind me of good things so they should yeah, remind me remind of hey, you good things i love that yeah did you did you work out huh? <laughs> just kidding <laughs> uh, or, or, or remind me of remind me of healthy things and yeah. um therefore it's very good and it's i think it's highly profound to have um, this Christian spiritual spirit filled spirit focused kingdom of God focused community around me to build up his kingdom because this world mm -hmm. is in need of it. And we owe this world, this kingdom of God. Um, if I am in a, on, a, on uh, if I am at a skate park and somebody gets, gets hurt um, to be at least aware of the Holy spirit. If he wants to do now something, the, we owe this to this world. And this is nothing like oh, this is pressure, and we don't get this. If we if we are connected with Christians um, believing in in the power of the Holy Spirit and believing that they are able to, that they are enabled to, this activates this enablement also in me to this awareness of this enablement. I am enabled to listen to the Holy Spirit. I am enabled to build up the kingdom of God, and um, to show it not like my friends back then brought me Jesus into my world to bring the kingdom of God into the worlds around me, into the people's worlds uh, around me. And this is, uh, I think, one of those reasons why we are still here. So we are, we are the forgiven. Um, so why should we still be in a, in a, in a world um, with, with all the suffering? I think this is some very profound thing that the Holy Spirit, that, the, that God says, hey, yeah, now you're safe. Now you're with me. Now you're filled. And now build up something. As I wanted to do it all the time uh, at the beginning of time. I want to build up something with humanity together. And now it's the starting point uh, every day. So 
um, not only to say this to myself, but being this said, this being said to me, um, this is why I love and I need church um, and why Jesus designed Christianity to, to be a thing where we cannot survive alone, but we will survive together. And this is, uh, um, this is a beautiful thing. This is what brings us together. This is why we four are connected right now and um, build up each other in the image of Christ. Yeah. Mm. All right, folks. Well, that's it for the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man, that was just, that was so powerful. And uh, there's so many things in, um, that we could just kind of talk about. One thing that I think is particularly profound and could probably be its own podcast is that when you were connected with Christ and that message was presented to you, it was presented to you in your language, in your culture. And I think that's very important, very significant. Um, sometimes my observation of, let's just say, um, American evangelicalism is this is what God looks like, and you have to come to Him and and adhere to this form and fashion, you know, and whatever that might be, whoever would define that, whether it's stained glass in Oregon or a particular tribe, but um, it was it was coming to you in your punk rock scene, right? And I love that. I love that uh, message. It reminds me of when Paul says, I become all things to all people. Mm. And um, some people, if Paul hadn't said that, would be like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You, that's changing the gospel. That's Well, it's not changing the gospel, but it's changing maybe the format or the expression to connect with people where they're at in their culture. And so that's why Paul said that. And Paul learned that from Christ, um, who mm. came to people where they're at and talked their language and gave them stories uh, where they were at. And so anyways, we could go off on that one. A any thoughts? I know we, we could do a whole podcast on that, but yeah. anybody, uh, Pastor Bismick or Lena Alice, just that thought that, that uh, Bismick brought up about a meeting or the, his me the message of Christ and the good news connecting with him and his culture. Any other thoughts you had about that? Don't Lena? believe, I think <laughs> I muted. There you, oh, there you go. You're unmuted now. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, I, I, I absolutely love that. And there's no other way to build up the kingdom, right? Than to be able to go and, and share Christ with people in, in, in their world, in their culture, in their way. Um, we've all seen how, um, like this description you were giving earlier about you, you, you've got to come and be just like us because this is how it's supposed to be. Um, well, how effective is that really, right? Um, it's the only way, um, just as Christ did from the get-go, going um, to people uh, where they were in their own circumstance. There wasn't a, a, a level they had to supposedly be at to, to warrant the love and attention of Christ, right? Um, I just love just how Christ, you know, even recognizing women in a, in a day when that was completely um, unthinkable. Um, it's the only way, I believe it's the only way. We've got to mm -hmm. be able to do exactly, exactly that. And that's and I and I wasn't thinking about this while we were talking about it, but like our church that exists in the metaverse, where you know people will see image of our church in VR chat or a rec room, and they'll go, "That looks weird. That looks strange." Yeah. But really, what what what, what, are we, what we're doing is no different than the message that was brought to you in your culture. We're taking the message. We're taking the ecclesia, the body, the experience, the relationships, the discipleship, all that, and we're taking to where people are at and meeting them and speaking their language. 
in their avatars in that fashion. So that, I don't know, that just kind of piqued my mind. And we could do, I think we should do a whole, whole podcast on that, that script, uh, passage of scripture, becoming all things to all people that I may win some. Um, I think it's powerful. Um, what, what was the punk? So we, we said, uh, it, punk rock is that the right way to say it uh, punk rock scene or is there a heavy metal scene like when you were as a teenager um, <clears throat> so so there were many scenes uh, connected within this uh, jesus freaks movement there were uh, hippies metalheads goths um skaters uh punker um and no, obviously also normal people and um theologians uh, study theologians with glasses and, and stuff <laughs> nothing bad to have glasses and stuff but um yeah it was a it was a, a wild connection of uh, youth um movements uh, into one church um, this is uh, not without not without fighting not without battles uh, not without hey why do you listen to metal music or how how can you be punker uh, for jesus christ this is impossible but um but as we came all from uh, scenes from the border, yeah, from not from the persons in in school that are uh, highly uh, highly celebrated, um, since we all got from this border, we had a deep connection, a deep understanding of each other, and um, and a high, huge amount of tolerance right. um, to to this to the other scene. And, and what mostly, were the people mostly? Mostly, um, what were the people like? Which may be a strange question. The only reason I say that is because some people are. Maybe listen to me like, um, oh, heavy metal scene, that's demonic. Oh, those are probably really rebellious kids. And, but I think that, um, there's a different picture that can be painted with those individuals because they're no different than you or I or everyone's just, we're all part of humanity and we all share similarities. And so, um, uh, I don't know. Is there any thoughts along that realm that, um, yeah, that, yeah. um, so uh, if so if you as you have said uh, Paul says I will, would would be a, a Greek to the Greek people I think one might uh, say yeah but would Paul be a stripper to stripper people uh, no so or would Paul be a satanic person to a satanic people no yeah it has boundaries but um to put those boundaries that close is exactly what Jesus uh, criticized with the Pharisees and uh, especially Jesus getting to the people at the border of society, there he shows how 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 far how far the land is. He is uh, he is uh, he's painting. Yeah, he says the road is narrow, but leading into a very very wide land. And uh, and to to be able to express my God um, within uh, within my within a music like a soft pop pop rock music like we have in Christianity today is cool, but to do it with loud screams, with loud guitars, with blast beats, um, how should this not be okay? So I think we are far away from those 90s preachers saying uh, metal music is demonic because it is against the heartbeat, <laughs> the because the, the, snare, the snare is at the, at the two and the four and not at the one and the three, and therefore <laughs> we get all heart issues. Yeah, th those crazy, crazy things were, were um, claimed in the 90s from Christians. Uh, this wasn't my time, but um, I, I love to hear um, those uh, anti-rock sermons. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we share this as friends still back, yeah. to each other, just, just um, to have some fun. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So therefore, I know from it. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's that's. <laughs> that was that's a cat. Oh, was that a cat? Yeah, a that's cat. my cat. I'm trying to find yeah. the mute. Mute. Oh my! Oh. Here we go. I think I found it. Yeah. Oh, fine. Yeah. Of course. Um, <laughs> to 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 close my point. Um, yeah. Um, it is not, uh, not. It is not anything goes. I would also not say anything goes. Um, 
But um, if you see something new as a Christian, to have in, to to be like, oh no, this cannot be Christian because um, uh, this is not my culture. I think that's not the right attitude to be like, okay, let's uh, see, let's see if yeah. this could be Christian, even if it's not my type of thing, even if right. it's strange for me to. Oh, those those people are wearing black things. As I went to the last Hillsong concert, uh, everybody was like smiling and had like oh, oh, so such beautiful colored uh, stuff on them. And now those people, he's black hair and black and black black um clothes on them so not to be not to be disturbed by those little facts just because it's outside of your uh cultural um normal um use use thing i think that's a good attitude and i think it's an attitude okay. of christ that you would evolve there yeah. then yeah that's important because i think people are used to their tribe and how it works in their tribe and anything outside of it seems bizarre, could be wrong. And you see that reaction a lot with VR Church. Like, this is this is of the devil, this is antichrist, this is all this stuff. And it's just that natural human reaction to things you're, they don't understand, um, which is unfortunate because there's some there's such a beauty to be had in uh, these cultures like yours and the metaverse and all that. And by the way, uh, kind of fast-forwarding a little bit, uh, Carrie and I got to visit you, Pastor Bismick, in Nuremberg. Yes. That was a lot of fun. We flew over to, to the Netherlands, to Amsterdam, met some people from VR Church over there, uh, like Paul and uh, Wilco. And then uh, we took a train, which was a lovely uh, train trip from Amsterdam to um, all the way to Nuremberg. By the way, Elena, you paid for that train trip. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Um, oh, yeah, I do now. And so we uh, we traveled all the way to Nuremberg, and um, the first night we were there, uh, we got, we got our Airbnb wrong, so we had to like figure that out. But, uh, anyways, Nuremberg is a beautiful city. Uh, very just the architecture, the the churches, the intricate detail um, of that. We got to eat out a couple times and uh, try out some German beers, which are just you know far superior uh, to the American uh, you know scene here. But. Um, <laughs> And then uh, we, anyways, what I'm driving at, take a long story short or short story long. Um, what I'm driving at is we got to go to one of your concerts um, there in Nuremberg and uh, the black uh, heavy metal scene. And, and that was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed ourselves. And uh, maybe we'll throw a clip in there because I think I have a clip on my iPhone uh, no. from your, from your, <laughs> from your concert. But um, no, that was a great time. Any, anything from, um, you know, when we, when we, when we met up, like, were you like, this is guy is crazy. You know, to come over here, you know, talk about VR Church and hang out, or what was kind yeah. of your thoughts when we met for the first time? Yeah, I felt so honored. So I felt so honored, and um, uh, it really showed uh, how much of a visionary you are, Pastor Soto, um, to to believe so much in something that was just in the beginning um, to 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 do this steps of faith, and um, that was that was so cool to meet you in person. And it was also very, very important for me because um, as we started to connect with each other, uh, it was so important for me to, to, to Skype with you. Maybe you remember that just to see, okay, what's, what do your eyes look like? How do you, what, what kind of person are you? Um, because um, as technology grows, as VR technology grows, uh, we get this also in VR, but uh, it is more like we get this sometimes and we don't have it yet right now. Yeah, no, that's, it's a good point that, um, you know, I haven't met everyone for VR Church, obviously, but it was, it's so good to meet people, um, when we have the chance to do so. And yeah, going to Europe, that was a great time and meeting you was, was this, uh, very memorable trip. We had, we had a lot of fun. Um, speaking of VR Church, Europe, you know, uh, 
the punk rock scene, heavy metal scene, black metal, you know, all this stuff. Um, you discovered VR church, or actually let's take a moment before you discovered VR church, virtual reality. You got it way back in 2016, 2017, early adopter. I mean, people are just getting into it here at the publishing of this podcast in 2022. So um, are you a technologist? Are you a gamer? What got you in so early uh, to yes. all of that? And then we'll talk about how you discovered VR Church. Yes, I have to admit, I love my my uh, conversion story to virtual reality. <laughs> it's like it's like okay, we have the Christian conversion story and then the virtual reality conversion story. Um, how I got to be a believer in VR. <laughs> um, so first of all, I have um, I uh, am a gamer, so I love uh, Dark Souls and um, uh, and other stuff. And um, uh, and I, as I was a child, I heard from virtual reality and it was like the nineties. 90s hype, the first hype, the first VR hype, and I was like, okay, this sounds great. I can be inside the game. So, and um, I may remember myself uh, wenting into a grocery store, um, not grocery store, uh, just supermarket, um, where a shopping mall, uh, where I got, uh, where I um, uh, went to a PC. There was a, a game named Descent Two, and there were special glasses to play this game in three in three dimensions on the oh, monitor wow. is that so the spaceship was, game descent yeah the spaceship yeah, yeah the spaceship game that. it was it was a very short experience about okay this is looking three dimensional but it wasn't virtual reality and then the new hype started with the oculus founder palmer lucky and um forgot the other person um and um a, fr and a friend of mine and me we were hyped uh we even took on these Google Glass, not Google Glasses, no, not Google Glasses, this Google Cardboards, yeah, oh, this yeah, 2014, 15, so where you could experience back in the day. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, okay, uh, roller coaster, oh, this is looking great. Uh, afterward, uh, as now some years have passed, uh, this was awful. This was also awful for a VR scene, so everybody thought about <laughs> VR is like a roller coaster stuff and everybody gets sick. Uh, so, no, this, right, right. but then, 2016, a friend of mine bought the HTC Vive, and I cannot forget the first time i took on his headset um it was uh, the tutorial the um vr steam vr tutorial and it was exactly at the time where everything was crashing down into the floor and i took it on everything was crashing down into the floor in the game and it was like i had to 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 hold myself somewhere uh, because i was like the the earth is now shaking so it was like wow what is this i was so connected and was like i want to have this um and uh not soon but uh, after a few months i got my oculus um no how was it called oh this. the uh, was it the rift yeah, Back Oculus Rift. Yeah. yeah, the Rift. You know, the Oculus Rift uh, about them and had beautiful times with it. Um, loved everything. And then I got my Valve Index. Um, and um, yeah, and now I'm still using the Valve Index. I own the Oculus Quest and I own some, uh, so I added some new uh, equipment. Uh, I added the uh, Behaptics West. Um, so some yeah, uh, a thing you also own yeah. uh, where you can real feel with vibrations where you're shot at at shooters. And I got the Behaptic Arc, Behaptic's Arms, uh, where when I shoot, um, I really feel the, the the pressure there. This is really very cool. Full immersion right there. Very immersive. Yeah. And I got myself a gun stock where I put my uh, uh, my controllers in and really have this this feeling of um, shooting something. This is uh, That's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, um that I remember is, when that you got my, the, yeah, yeah. 
You- I remember when you got the index and you said, uh, once I was blind, but now I see talking about the, <laughs> the uh, resolution difference yeah. between uh, the rift or the quest one or whatever. Um, and then, uh, I imagine is your favorite game. Let me guess half-life Alex. Is it is that, uh, definitely the best game. I would say it's a game from 2030. It should be in 2000 came out. It should came out in 2030, but it is, it came out 10 years, uh, earlier. So it has, it's yeah. so improved. It's so good. Um, I love it. Believe it, believe it or not, I haven't finished Half-Life Alex. I have a big bucket gaming, a gaming bucket list. Games I haven't finished, games I need to get into, and I've been all over the place. I need to focus. And Half-Life Alex is on there. Um, and I started it. I think my computer struggled back in the day, but I've upgraded my computer since then. So now I think I can get in there and really enjoy it because I had issues. Um, so I think now is the time. Now that we're talking about it, get get back into Half-Life half-life alex yeah um so you got into a vr you got big into the vr scene you're sold on the technology you're, you're doing all these experiences and then i i imagine you downloaded alt space vr and saw something about vr church tell us a little bit about how that happened no that is not how it happened it uh, was that um i uh read a PC gaming magazine, GameStar, and there was an article about uh, you founding the virtual reality church. And I was like, okay, I'm a Christian, I'm, ange- I'm evangelical, and I um, love VR. So this is connecting some things I like and love. So and what is this? So, like? I don't even remember this. The GameStar magazine is some gaming yeah, magazine? Yeah. So- so you did not do an interview there. They just um, made a report uh, on oh, Virtual Reality okay. Church. And then I was like, okay, so where is this? Uh, okay, Altspace VR. Then I got connected. It was at 1 a.m. Monday <clears throat> um, where the, uh, on German time um, where the, the services take place. <clears throat> and I managed to go to some services. And even in the first service, I was like, okay, is this a cult? Is this a sect? It could it could be, yeah, because everybody could say <laughs> That's interesting. every. Yeah, yeah. Every little uh, apocalyptic sect could say, okay, I do my virtual reality church, come to me. Now uh, let us have a little sect time. Um, no, and um, I was in this in this early church building and I heard you preach. And I was like, okay, this is very cool. I want to bless this person. And then after this um, uh, service, I went to you and asked you if I could, uh, if I'm uh, allowed to pray to you. And you said yes. And then I've asked you a charismatic uh, Pentecostal as I am to touch your, if I could touch your shoulder uh, to pray for you, <laughs> laying on hands. Yeah, and, I remember uh, yeah, this. This was it. Yeah, this was interesting, and we did so, and this was cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Um, yeah, you come in and, and praying for me, and um, you know, it was a, such a honor to to meet you. And Wilka was coming at that time, and I think it wasn't too long after that before Alina started showing up, Pastor Alina. So that's super interesting because you thought it was a cult. We get that quite a bit, actually, uh, particularly from parents when they're either kids are in a church in virtual reality, like there's something cultish going on. But you heard the message, or is there anything else that standed out from you from the experience, like that made you go, okay, this is something that I could enjoy? Yeah, it is obviously the message and the opportunity to meet um People uh, to meet believers uh, in virtual reality because of the multiplayer, uh, multiplayer aspect of virtual reality, the connecting uh, aspect of virtual reality is also one of those revolutionary things I experience. Not um, not only don't just stop. not only um, that uh, it has the graphics are cool and you're very immersed, but the 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 way you get connected to the human being that stands in front of you in art space vr praying for you in onward shooting at you uh, 
or stealing your magazine or something like this. It's so much different. It's it's so much more connecting. And therefore, yeah, um, this was not just some online church, uh, some some live stream, and I click in and I click out. No, I was mm, in in some way uh, really there and um, was able to meet and to speak with American Christians um, that are thousands of uh, kilometers away and being connected with them. So this was, wow, this was, hey, the gospel definitely uh, is about this, connecting in that way. And therefore, the virtual reality is definitely a useful tool for the gospel. It should it should be, and it is. I love that. And I think, um, you know, what was interesting in that journey is one of my gifts, and it's not perfect every time, is really to identify people who would be good leaders, pastors, teachers, and all that. I think it's part of my gifting. And um, I think I sensed that in you. I was like, this is like a, a pastoral heart, a pioneering, ap- apostolic. Um, There's this element of him that would be good for to be a pastor. So we started having those conversations um, about— Like a, uh, like a Jedi master. <laughs> like a Jedi master. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yes, a Jedi master. You have been chosen. The midichlorians um, are big in you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the midichlorians. Um, and so, yeah, and then we got you connected with our like pathway, so to speak, with the uh, um, seminary there on Discord. And uh, there is also chatter going on around the same time, as, as best as I can remember, from other people from Europe who are like, hey, Pastor DJ, we love VR Church, but it's like midnight, 1, 2 a.m. We got to do something earlier. And so that really was the uh, catalyst for saying, hey, we need to do VR Church Europe. We need yeah. to do a, a church for the Europe time zone. And so we started having conversations about um, launching VR Church Europe, ask you to come on to be a teacher. I think I had you teach a couple times just to make sure like you weren't crazy. You know, you're looking at me, making sure I'm not crazy, and then I'm kind of doing the same thing, making sure you're not crazy, right? And so uh, we just we just synced up. We have similar visions um, you know, different styles, but similar vision. And so, um, I was like, man, yeah, Pastor Bismick is going to do a great job. We installed you as pastor of VR Church Europe. Um, and what, what has your experience been as a pastor at, of, of a virtual reality church? Um, and really it's an open-ended question, the teaching, the connection, the prayer, like all those different things. Cause there are people listening who are like, I don't, I don't know about this. This is so foreign. This is unusual. I don't know what to think. People are processing this idea. So obviously, as the founder of your church, you know, I can talk about it and say this, that, and the other thing. And I think people listen and are respectful, but I think it's important for someone else outside of me. And you don't have to agree with me on any of these points, but I, I mean, we, I think we have more aligned than we don't. But what is your thoughts? What has your experience been like as a pastor of a metaverse church? Yeah, I think one of the most challenging parts is uh, to con- that yeah, VR is connecting, and therefore it's connecting different kinds of people, uh, kind of people, and um, and therefore are also different kind of uh, theological um, uh, 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 backgrounds, and uh, this is all coming together in one church. And um, is I think it's normal for every church, and also therefore for virtual reality church. Um, to then have those um, those very important um, discussions and very important. Okay, this is not my church, and yeah, but this is my church and stuff. Um, I think it's it's sometimes sad that this uh, has to happen, but um, it really it really was important um, to to this church to evolve into uh, into the uh, the answer of the question: What do we want to be? Do we want to have a straight uh, the- theological uh, point of view? Um, or do we say uh, we want to be inclusive 
and we want to be um, evangelistical. Uh, evangelistical is this so an English word? Yeah, uh, I don't think so, but we're going to use that's a new word. We just coined it right now. Yeah, it's not evangelical, <laughs> but evan but evangelistic. So um, yeah, this church wants wants to spread the gospel, and this is maybe the uh, what I think the the first focus in in all space VR, but very much in in VR chat. There are people maybe seventy years old just going around into this chat room and this chat room, having fun this or there, and then they're coming to virtual reality church and have the opportunity to meet the kingdom of God. And therefore, we don't need. Um, a special opinion about chapter three of a revelation. So, but we need to, to speak about the gospel in a way that this person understands and this, and the, that the Holy spirit can have a chance to touch this person. And um, this was some, I think this was some time until this church found out um, that this is maybe the, the most important, most important goal. And um, I think this was a, yeah, a challenging part. Um, but um um, a very, uh, uh, a very good one. So now, uh, I think, uh, when we hear this, when I hear sermons of Pastor Lina or of Pastor DJ, um, then I don't think, okay, oh, this is all not my theological, uh, opinion or so, because, um, we don't share that much deep view of, uh, very specific stuff. How is Trinity for you, Pastor Alina? So <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So stuff, stuff like this. No, um, it is still an evangelistical, church and therefore um it's uh it, it has it has this direction and therefore um it just yeah uh, this and this is how uh, we we develop our our services how we try to um uh, simplify the language while we preach and um yeah i think this uh, wasn't was an interesting time to uh, evolve into this and i think people like if we get like at a you know, we've been talking about like at a bird's eye view, kind of like really high. When you get real specific in the experience, uh, people really love when you preach because you have an academic historical perspective like that I don't necessarily bring or Pastor Lena. You know, we have our different gifts and, and styles of, of message, but people really connect with that, with the history, with the context, with the philosophy that you, you've brought uh, forth. And so Pastor Zach kind of has a, has a similar vibe as well. Um, and so I love that. You know, amongst all of our teaching team, there's such a variety of styles and people get, you know, different, um, I guess for lack of better words, flavors and the flavor that you bring is unique and special. And then particularly, like when we think about your, your culture, uh, your youth culture, what, how that, how that shaped and influenced you is expressing itself in beautiful ways. Um, for people who connect with you at, at VR Church Europe. So speaking yeah. of which, we're talking about people that really connect with your teaching and, and uh, Pastor Alina and Alice, what, what did you guys think when you first met Bismick? And then maybe you didn't have an opinion at first, but maybe when you heard his speaking, maybe you find out he was a heavy rocker. Like what was kind of like your thoughts uh, when you guys first met him? I, I like rock music. So, and, and metal, I think that's kind of cool. Maybe I'm too young to think of, that is being taboo. Like I think that's an older generation thing to think of it as taboo. So I didn't really think anything of it other than Bismick is very German when I first met. <laughs> Bismick is <laughs> <And> very German. <laughs> just just he's just very German, to be honest. That's all I really thought. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Lena? I I gotta say, I absolutely love your teaching. Two things, three, th well, three things. 
well, so many things, but I'll say two that are just my favorite. I love that you make me laugh. Like you bring the information to me in, in a way that I can understand and in a way that is somehow entertaining. Like, I don't know how to say it other than that. Um, you make me want to listen to you. Um, you're engaging. Maybe that's the right word. Um, I love how you are just so natural and human when you teach. Um, you're not rigid and all written out. You're just natural and human and I love it and you make me laugh. The other thing I absolutely love, my favorite, is when you are praying, when you are talking to God, that you laugh with him too. And that is awesome. It shows that um, but the first few times I heard you doing it, I just melted my heart because it shows this real personal relationship that you have with him versus like a very studious, rigid, legalistic. Um, it shows the the cool, real relationship that that we should have and, and it shows on you. And I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Uh, Pastor Bismick, you've been such a, a blessing to the church and um, Thank you. really encouraged uh, many of uh, the people and helped us move this vision forward. Like, honestly, um, it's it's fascinating looking back. Steve Jobs says you can connect the dots looking back. But in the moment, we didn't know where this was all going to go. And looking back, like you came at the right time for the right place, for the right people, all the all these things that I couldn't have done it you know, by myself, like you're taking um, some of the responsibility of teaching at for the Europe crowd. And that just couldn't have been sustained over the years without your um, commitment. You've been very committed and very uh, helpful and encouraging. So um, yeah, anyways, that's just a, a, a public thank you if we haven't done so <laughs> in a while, because I know life's busy and I've been moving mm -hmm. and, you know, we just kind of, it's kind of a swirl. So uh, we just really appreciate you. And um, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors, some final thoughts with Pastor Bismick, and we'll see you in just a bit. Digi helps progressive leaders of spiritual communities share hope, healing, and light online through digital ministry consulting, website building, and education. Churchblock.io is providing blockchain solutions for the church. Visit churchblock.io to learn more. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to start landing the plane for this episode with Pastor Bismick, and uh, it's been great to have Pastor Bismick with us. Uh, just a couple last questions from all of us, and I'll start out, and then Alina and Alice, maybe you have a question for Pastor Bismick. Pastor Bismick, very deep theological question for you. Are you sitting down? Yes, you are. Uh, what's your favorite German beer? Oh, my favorite German beer is the uh, Franconian Huppendorfer. Um, it's a great beer. It's a full beer. And um, yeah, it's great to to uh, drink this one or two time. Uh, it's not something you would drink four or five beers uh, in a row, but it's uh, it's a great beer. Hopendorfer, the way to go. Yeah, and well, oh, that's uh, I commercial love that. break. Did we have that when I was there? Was I don't know if that was. Uh, it. It I can't remember. It could be. It could be. But you, I, I um, uh, recommended you some good beer. I'm sure about that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm no doubt, no doubt. And maybe that's a whole other podcast as well, because the difference of the drinking culture, particularly evangelically, with like you know in this the states versus German, that can be like, uh, oh my goodness, why are they talking about beer? But um, I think it's a it's a cultural thing. So yeah, um, yeah. But anyways, uh, Alina, did you have a, a question for Pastor Bismick? 
uh, okay. I had the other one I'll save for later. Anyway. Um, yes. So I am just curious. Do you have, if it doesn't take too long, um, you've got to have one, a really cool story of where you're playing with your band. This is not the, the, the scene, if you will, that most people would expect to find Christ. Um, you're hanging out after whatever, um, chit chatting with just, you know, the people have you, can you tell us a, a story about, um, someone that you encountered that you were able to either plant a seed or encourage or love in a way in, in that really unique atmosphere, um, that you've been able to talk to someone about Christ when oh, everybody, very, most people around you. Very interesting question. It. Very interesting question. First of all, uh, first of all, I have to say that, um, Uh, as I write the lyrics of my band, we don't identify identify ourselves as a Christian band. Uh, but as I write the lyrics, uh, they cannot be anti-Christian or something like this. Yeah, um, and most of the band are, are Christians. Um, but therefore, uh, yes, there's some some moments um, where there was yeah where we encounter people that uh, um, where I encountered uh, people where I was able to. Just be myself um, and to get to some very interesting conversations about Jesus Christ. Um, there's nothing specific that comes to mind right now, um, but especially, I have to admit, especially after some uh, Christian uh, metal festivals in Switzerland, in Switzerland uh, Elements of Rock Festival, by the way, and we are playing there next year in March. Um, there were some very, very cool talkings about, uh, um, talkings after that, uh, which... Uh, I remember, um, yeah, yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, yeah, you get some good, 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 unique and um, powerful conversations. I think that's awesome. From time to time, yeah, from time yeah. to time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you weren't in those environments, you wouldn't have any conversation. So even if there was this one, I think there's there's power in that. Um, yeah. And then Alice, um, again, that's a whole other part. I, mean, I would love to talk about all that. Um, just uh Uh, well, anyways, let's keep moving because I could just uh, stay on that topic for a long time. Uh, but Alice, uh, any any uh, questions for Pastor Bisbeck? Yeah. So, um, being somebody from Germany and you know pastoring to people all over the world, like in America and everything as well, do you think there's anything that gets lost in translation while you're trying to preach? So, because of accents yeah. or cultural differences. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, cultural differences. Yeah, every time it comes to to beer or something like this. Yeah, I think that could be one 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 thing. Uh, I I think that some Christians, especially in the southern states of USA, uh, have to. I think they have some problems with that. Uh, and yeah, this is some cultural thing. Um, but more, yeah, my uh, more of that. Um, More than that, I'm fearful that uh, when it comes to very specific uh, theological topics, that it, it's it's got uh, it got lost in translation. And this is um, brings us maybe to the other part um, that uh, if it's if something gets lost in translation in a normal church, you would recognize. Maybe you see the eyes of the people; they're like, oh, "Okay, don't get this," and so. Uh, and in art space VR, you have just those avatars with those dot eyes, and um, you cannot. Uh, recognize is this now good or not um, when I have my first uh, preaching experiences I didn't know what are the people thinking I'm do they even understand me is my accent too hard is it too German um, 
Um, yeah, I didn't know. So uh, I do know now because of the feedback afterwards. Um, but this is uh, some problem that comes with technology um, and lack of technology and will hopefully go with uh, the involvement of technology. Yeah. Yeah. And really, any, any, because uh, you mentioned having some final thoughts about the technology, which uh, feel free to share those right now as we uh, wrap things up. Yeah. And I think um, the quality of our services. Um, are um, yeah, they are uh, connected with uh, the spirit, the spiritual things we are giving, but it's also connected with technology and how technology is able to transfer this. Um, so spiritual stuff is not only stuff you cannot see. Spiritual stuff is also um, broad. Uh, you can also bring into this world through eye contact. So it's not a, it's not. A, a, it's not like I would just speak words and everything will then happen. So it's very important how we look, how um, how our face uh, uh, looks like, how our mimic, our gesture um, are. And uh, VR is now shape, share uh, is now able to share some of these, but not all of these. And hopefully, with the Quest Three or with other headsets like this, um, we will be able to have um, eye tracking, so we can see, hey, where where are the eyes? Hey, are you looking to to the to the verses or not? Not just kidding. Um, more like, um, hey, is, is this uh, something going into a direction you understand, or uh, should I make my point uh, one uh, an, another time? So, no, that's that's amazing. And, and Alice, I really appreciate that question because that's something that we could probably again do a whole other podcast on, like what's lost in translation, uh, you know, across the pond, you know, between. Uh, nation states. Um, I think it's interesting um, things like the controversy of, you know, like beer. And then um, there's some things that probably don't translate to a Europe audience. And so that's one thing that I think I've really grown in is speaking internationally, not assuming that everyone knows what's going on here in my American world and really thinking about it differently. And having people like you, Pastor Bizzik, as a part of our church really expands our worldview because we know you're speaking from a very, from a very different place, different, your own uh, version of controversies, you know, your own uh, kind of style. And so I think that makes our church super unique to that degree. Um, and I love it in some ways because it helps us transcend just the local politics or the local things that are going on because we have a community um, that's all over the world and you start to connect with each other in a way that we just wouldn't be able to do connecting with, with, with just local, which is great, by the way. Uh, but there's something special about connecting internationally. It really expands our worldviews. It kind of softens up some hardcore elements that we have probably perhaps grown up with. Perhaps we've been taught soften those because we're hearing alternative perspectives, um, alternative theological views. And it really cultivates conversation. I think it makes us our church healthier. And I think it, there's a powerful effect that's happening um, to have such an eclectic leadership and style. So it's beautiful. Uh, Pastor Bismick, tell us a little bit about your doctoral work. I think it's very interesting. So give us a little bit of a background about that. Yeah. Um, to As I was deciding to um, what sh should I study and stuff, um, I surely thought about studying theology, but I really... Um, felt myself, uh, I really felt that God had a different way for me. So I studied philosophy and history, uh, made my master degree there. 
And then afterwards, I uh, was working and I'm working right now on my doctoral th degree. And um, uh, and I'm now um, uh, uh, writing uh, the last, hopefully the last final words um, about my um, uh, PhD thesis, talking about how much a political and ideological crisis is connected to philosophical crisis. Um, in the example of a very famous uh, political uh, science uh, teacher or, um, and philosopher, uh, Eric Vogelin. Yeah. And um, this is a very interesting and very, very specific topic. And I research his early works in this in the 20s. Um, by the way, him studying from a German philosophical perspective, uh, the philosophy of US America, American pragmatism, William James, Charles Sanders Pierce, very, very fascinating. And finding out that um, the philosophy, the the epistemology, the knowledge theory of U.S. America has some very democratic um, vibe. So, and how could this be? And how is the German epistemological knowledge theory vibe so monarchistic? And it, uh, this is so so interesting. And this is through this um, knowledge, uh, through this uh, experience, he came into the 30s into to the 1930s and um uh with this knowledge uh, he faced the ideology ideologies in 1938 as via uh, austria was forced to be a part of nazi germany he was forced to flee uh from uh from austria uh, to us america and teach there um uh, with a little break uh, until his uh, very end of his uh, lifetime yeah that's what, what i search research about and hopefully i'm finished in a few months and um yeah and That's then we'll it. call you dr pastor bisbeck huh? that'll be our, your new <laughs> no. name pastor. Pastor. Just, <laughs> no 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 just no just doctor just doctor, just just doctor. doctor. <laughs> hey doc and uh man when i just every, every time we do these podcasts i just see other podcasts forming like we were talking about uh paul's you know i'm all things to all people man i would love to do a podcast just on your doctoral experience and your the topic and what you've learned and you know, are there, and there might not be, but are there correlations to the formation of the metaverse and so all that stuff? But uh, we'll do that another time. Thank you for listening to The Future of the Church is the Metaverse. And also thank you to our sponsors, Digivangelism and ChurchBlock.io.